So welcome everyone to another episode of Sir Labs. Today, I'm super excited to welcome our guest, Aviva Klein, who is an amazing photographer, New York-based photographer, who has photographed many of your favorite artists, everyone from Beyonce to Holly Berry, to Prince, and the name just goes on and on, and we're gonna get into all of that. Um, but I'm just really excited to talk to Aviva about her journey as a creative and as a photographer, and just learn about how you were able to pursue your career and how you arrived here. So um, welcome. Thank you so much for having me and including me amongst like all the amazing women that you featured so far. Um, I know Tiffany Hasburn, who you interviewed. Mm -hmm. I remember when I used to work in the music industry, she was like the go-to stylist that people were hiring back when I was, you know, working in music. So it's awesome to see that she's come so far in her career also. So yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the, that's what's been cool about this podcast is that I've been able to just uh, speak to the people that I've been able to work with in the past. So it's the same thing with Tiffany. We had, with um, yeah, Tiffany and then Bria. You know, it's a lot of folks that I've been able to work with, and I thought it was so funny because I had heard your name before. Just I've heard your name over the years, and we have mutual friends, as we found out later. So it's almost like. The more that I found out about you, the more I was like, well, how, how did we not ever meet? You know? Right. So yeah, but here we are, here we <laughs> are, here we are. So as um, you know, I think people who have maybe been following or, you know, if you know anything about Sarah Lab, so I like to highlight and speak to um, the women who are the masterminds behind so many of the artists, so much of the talent the different campaigns, the, the work that we see out in the world. And um, often we are familiar with, with the work, but we don't know who the actual women are. And on top of that, if you are someone who's working in any of these fields, whether in, in a creative capacity, you're working in an unconventional uh, space. And so to me, um, it's just really interesting to hear the stories, number one, but number two, I just think it's really educational as well for those who want to pursue careers in these different spaces um, yeah. to really have the journey. I think it's amazing that you've created this platform where novice creatives or people thinking about it or that have just started have a resource to learn from because I know that like when I started, there was nothing like that. And I definitely learned a lot of the lessons the hard way. And, and so, yeah, I'm, just happy to that you that you've done this and that I'm you know able to to talk on this platform. Yeah, well, thank you for being able to do this. I mean, I think in this with all these conversations, there's a mutual respect. You know, I also work you know in music and I work in in a creative capacity as well. So I think the reason that I want people to learn is because of what you just said. We end up, we've had to learn certain things the hard way. And I think really, because there's no rule book, right? It's not like you can go and take a class and, or, you know, we don't like navigate in a traditional way. Right. Um, so, you know, it just helps so much when you hear about other people's, how they've gone about doing things. Totally. 
and what totally. their journeys consist of. So, so that's a big part of this is really being, you know, it being educational for people. So, um, but yeah, so let's jump into this. Um, so I always say I introduced you as a photographer, but I always like to just ask um, our guests what they call themselves because, you know, a lot of times you are called something, you have a certain title and this is how you're known, but it might not encompass everything about you. So right. I just like for you to tell me. Right. So uh, obviously, yeah, I'm a photographer, specifically I'm a portrait photographer, but I'm also a director. Um, I haven't done anything super duper major yet, um, but I have directed some smaller pieces and I, I also direct on my shoots. And so that's why it's been somewhat of like a, an obvious transition for me or an obvious um, new way to tell stories for me. Mm. And um, it's definitely something that I look forward to doing more and more of um, as time goes on for sure. Mm. Mm hmm. Okay. So I always like to talk about like the beginnings, right? Because I think if you're a creative person, a lot of times it's, it's, I mean, it's really who you are, right? So there's always these, you know, some story or just like signs of what you were going to end up doing that kind of show up in your childhood. So were, you know, just as a kid, I mean, was, was there anything you were into or really involved in that you thought was like a sign that this was something you, photography was something you were gonna end up pursuing? Yeah, no, like not at all. I mean, um, when I was, so the first job I had, I worked at like a hybrid store that was like cigarettes and lotto tickets. And then also like, gift balloons and greeting cards. Uh-huh. So, um, when I was there, uh, this was when I was like 14, and one of the women that worked there, her um, fiance at the time, worked at like an indie record label. Mm. And I was, oh my God, like growing up in my house where, you know, my parents had very regular jobs, you know, um, I would, and we didn't know it in our family had access to people who did anything out of the ordinary. So mm -hmm. to hear that there was like a record label and like, these are the things they did. And it literally like sparked something inside of me. And I was like, oh my God, like it was a feeling I never had in my life. Okay. And so then when I was in college, you know, that, that always stayed with me and I was super into hip hop my entire life. Um, and when I was in college, a friend of mine, uh, worked at Sony and got me an internship there. Mm -hmm. And so, so my childhood, like when I was young, young, not at all, but like as an early teenager, I was definitely had a spark of being involved in music in some capacity. And so it went into marketing when I was at Sony and Universal Motown and then um, into my work as a photographer. Now 10 okay. years or so since I left music. Okay, so you just said so many things. So what made you decide that you wanted to go after getting a, an internship, first of all? And what made you, yeah, and how did you go about doing that? Um, I think that, I mean, this was so long ago, but <laughs> I, you can get an internship your junior and senior year. 
Okay. Somehow I finessed a way to like get it my sophomore year. Okay. And it's all kind of a blur, but like I interned, um, I interned at Sony at Columbia and I interned for two amazing women, Torinda Hickson and Michelle Selnave, who I'm still very close with. Oh, nice. I love them both so, so much. I mean, you know, they were the two women that I interned for. And then, um, and how did yeah. you do it? Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I think I went through the school or I went through my friend, Tom Lee, who does A&R now still all these years later. Okay. I don't remember how exactly, how exactly I was able to make it work, mm -hmm. but I made it work. And when I got in that door, you better believe that I stuffed every promo <laughs> envelope with CDs faster than any intern that ever stepped foot on that floor. I right. promise. Yeah. I was like, I am, I'm making a career out of this and I'm like, I'm going to give it my everything. Amazing. And so, yeah, like I was like doing whatever. And if like, you know, Torinda didn't have anything, I'd go to the next person and the next person and the next person mm -hmm. and everyone knew who I was. And I was like, I'm helping everybody. I'm not sitting here doing nothing. Like I'm here to get it. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was how I got the internship. And then upon graduation, um, I got, um, and I then, and then I got a college rep uh, job. So okay. I was working as a college rep. Okay. Um, should I keep going or am I like sidetracked? Yeah, now? yeah. Were you in school here in New York? So I went to school, I went to Brooklyn College. Okay. And then, and then I had a stint in um, Northern California for a okay. year. Oh, wow. And I, okay. And I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> moving in two weeks. I had a boyfriend. It was ridiculous. Okay. So, uh -huh. so I ended up going to like Cupertino, like community school for a semester. Oh, wow. Where Google I, is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back, there was nothing there. Uh -huh. but, uh, um yeah so and then I was college repping there and then I came back to New York and that and then I was a college rep here in New York and okay and yeah. you're from and Brooklyn I, we left that I, out that's very yes. important Hayes Brooklyn girl yeah very Love proud it. of my hometown for sure so when you um when you were interning so how long did that internship last and were there, do you remember what you might've been working on? Was there anything you worked on while you were there that kind of sparked your interest that? I mean, I always knew that I wanted to work in hip hop. When I mm -hmm. was working at Columbia, when I was interning at Columbia, that was like top 40. So okay. we did like Jessica Simpson, um, Destiny's Child, um, a lot of like the top 40 acts and then okay. And then when I was a college rep, it was a mix, but it was mostly rock. And it was mm -hmm. really like unnatural and like tough for me <laughs> to market it because like 90% of the music, like I didn't like, I just, it was not me, but like I just kind of pushed through it and did what I could. And like, we did like the, one of the Beat Nuts albums once. And I was like, okay. oh, oh, this is so awesome. Uh-huh. you know? Right, right. Something you're excited about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, when I started, I actually, 
I, one of the labels, um, I worked at an independent label that was owned by the writer of the song, um, Wild Thing. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> he had a small little label. It was based in Soho, but the whole point is that, you know, I just wanted to be somewhere where, you know, music, where I was going to learn something about right. how record labels work, you know? And then as you spend more time, you get closer to some things that you're actually interested in, you know, yeah, excited I think, about. I think just like as an internship in general, they're so important because at least for me, it like showed me a world that like I never knew existed, you know, like my mom was a secretary, my dad was a factory worker, like everyone in their immediate circle, like we're all blue collar, working families and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. could learn a lot from that. But there's also something to learn from, you know, people doing creative things like marketing and A&R or like radio promotion. And like, you know, then you start to meet people from all over the country, not just like in your family circle or in your neighborhood. And right, right. It's just, it's, I like always tell people that I majored in, in Sony when I went to college, mm. like whatever I, actually majored in which was like back then it was called tv and radio which is okay like, makes me sound like a dinosaur <laughs> but, but um yeah like it was my everything mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. Sony was my everything like I made almost no friends with people on campus in college except for like these two guys that I'm still friends with to today and wow. uh -huh. in and out in and out yeah no I mean I think that that is it's it's almost like in a this business so much of it is is like an apprentice it's apprentice based there are certain things that you are never going to learn unless you're actually like yeah. in the field actually seeing it yourself seeing it in action that yeah. no one can explain certain things right. to you you literally have to be there and be doing it and be around it and see it happening yeah i think that like the education system in this country is doing like a great disservice to young people by not implementing some form of internship or access like that at an earlier age, because not everyone makes it to college, you know, right. and right. unless you go to an alternative school like City As, where your, your schooling is all different internships, then you, you really like almost never get to open that door. Right. You know? A hundred percent. Yeah. So at what point did you, I guess, see yourself gravitating to, uh, you know, photography or, or being, you know, kind of the creative behind the scenes in some capacity? Yeah. I mean, I was shooting um, since college, but like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, and, but I knew how it made me feel. And I knew how like, excuse me, how like, um, yeah, it made like a really big impact on me, the way that getting the photos back in film and then also like being like looking through this like little machine that like separates me and the world. But like when you're looking through a little hole, you're like, it's like so intimate and intense and like you're really like observing and studying and immersing yourself and um so i always had that feeling and then super fast forward i was 
a marketing assistant at Sony Urban in Motown for like three years um, for one of, for uh, Shanti Das, who was. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was um, a marketing executive there. And then so we were together at Sony Urban and then um, we and then she moved to Universal and was like, if you come with me, you know, I'm going to make you a junior product manager. And I was like, OK you know, I'm ready. And when that time came, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't happen. And I was also really unhappy um, at the job. You know, it's like, it seemed like I was putting so much of myself into someone else's dream and someone else's Mm -hmm. artwork and just someone else's life. Mm -hmm. And I was Mm -hmm. like, like, it was literally like eating me up. I was like, I was not happy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I was maybe like 26, 27, where I was like, I'm at, I'm done. So I left and I was like, I'm going to be a photographer. And I had no idea like what was in store for me. I still didn't know how to take a good picture. Uh uh The balls that I had, I was like, why would you do that? That's so dumb. (laughs) Wow. That's so, that's, yeah. There must've been something. There was something. Were there any like photography, had you, had you assisted on any shoots or um, when you were working on the artwork of some of the artists, was there like something, were you like giving extra input, you know, like something where you're like, Hmm, I might have something here. Right. Um, not yet, but I think Uh that like, you know, it's like everything that you do will show you something that might mm. not make sense till later. Totally. And so when I worked for Shanti, you know, and we, we had to go through the process of getting a photographer and other creatives to work on a project. That's when I would see all these different uh, photography portfolios coming in. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like you could do this as a job like this is what you can do because I took like one class in college that like you know taught about like the greats back in the day mm-hmm. and it, it seemed to me like all fine art and so I didn't have the knowledge to realize like oh when I open a Bloomingdale's catalog or when I'm driving down the street and I see a billboard that like that's a job that someone has Right. So yeah. Um, like the, who the person is on the other side, how to get their attention. And, you know, for people who are going to listen to this, it's like, then you just make like your image linkable. And so people know to yeah. click it if they want more and then they could see more, you totally. know? Totally. So let's talk about that. So um, you did, well, I guess you can't really get too much into the Beyonce shoot. Um, I, mean, I can but- never say you want to ask but yeah I mean you know was there any well I guess the good question is you know when you're preparing what goes into preparing are you having any conversations with with them and their teams in advance are you looking at previous images are there like like what goes into the preparation right so I mean it really depends on the assignment I don't know are you speaking about like working with Beyonce in general or or I think I want to I think both I think like just any assignment and then right. Beyonce. Um, so like all the assignments differ, you know, like mm-hmm. someone might hire you to just like shoot behind the scenes on a music video and like say focus on Nicole. 
-hmm. you know? And so like, you're like left up to your own, um, um, like you discern that, like, what are the moments to photograph? When's the right time or whatever the case is, which is what I did with Beyonce was a lot of the work was behind the scenes. No one was telling me to do anything. It was like, just tell the story of what's happening while we're prepping for this tour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, that was it. Mm-hmm. How much do you feel that your clients, how much of it do you feel is collaborative? Like they have this idea of what they are looking to achieve and then there's your yeah. eye and what you see. So how does yeah. that come together? Up until this point in my career, like I haven't really had like as much collaboration as I would like, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'll provide a mood board uh, based on like the lighting that I want or like the color scheme, things like that. Um, but I, you, I'll just say this, like I'll maybe point out like one job that I had that was collaborative that I was really excited to be a part of was um, I did a, what was supposed to be an album packaging shoot for Jadena um, mm -hmm. that ended up being a single cover instead, which is, you know, great. Um, but that was something that like, I made a mood board and then like they came back to me with like cool or like, for example, like one of my ideas was like, they wanted to include um, a lot of like Nigerian textile that Jadena wears. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, it'd be cool if we could do this and that. And then like they picked the textile colors and the actual textiles. And so that was awesome because like I feed off of like, you know, like your good idea, my good idea makes an even better good idea. Right. Um, but I've definitely have had like, a, I mean, and it's, it's great too that like I've had like a career where like, people like my ideas and I just do what I want a lot of the time too. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I definitely crave more collaboration, but I'm also grateful for the creative freedom that I've had thus far. Right. People, people are choosing to work with you based on your eye, what they know you yeah. are going to do and what you're going to bring to it. And I think also it really depends on your clientele. Like, I'm only now starting to get into advertising. And I think uh -huh. I can foresee in the future, like maybe more cooks in the kitchen with opinions and ideas. And so right. um, I'm looking forward to it, you know? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I also oh, love doing I was gonna ask also, I'm going back to um, continuously paying dues. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like that always comes up. There's always like right. that, that, um, that line that you're trying to tread of obviously, yes, you've, you know, you're in a point at a point where you're, you've done a certain amount of work, you've made a name for yourself. So how much are you open to, you know, like you said, potentially doing shoots and not getting paid or, you know, just kind of doing things um, for the sake of the opportunity, for the opportunity. Um, and I think people are always like having to weigh that out a lot of right. times and I mean I have conversations with people a lot or even like you know my sister she's a designer and we're always talking about these things and I come from the school of 
an opportunity is priceless a lot of times, right? Um, it's more than what the the amount, whatever that whatever that check is, it's more right. than what that check is going to be. But I get it, right? Because you're also like, but there's also work and labor, you know? Right. So right. like, so how do you feel about that? Like, what would you, I guess, how do you feel about it? And what would you like advise people in terms of that, how they should so approach I'm gonna, that? So I took, um, I was um, part of this directing boot camp. Mm -hmm. um in LA like two years ago I like applied and like got to go for free or whatever mm -hmm. and in that class uh the director that taught the class he's like a commercial director oh I'm sorry oh that's okay <laughs> thing um so he did this thing where it says it's the four r's and this is how you decide right it's revenue Right? Are you going to make money off of it? No. Is it good for the relationship? Are you? Is this going to help you build a relationship? Is it repeat business? So it could be like shitty money, but you know, having someone hire you five times during the year for like twenty five hundred dollars is still somewhat could be substantial, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also, is it good for your reel? So whether it's your resume or like your director's reel or your photo portfolio. So mm -hmm. those are the four things that like wow. you need to consider when you are deciding on like, all right, here goes another, you know, I don't have a budget. <laughs> like the level you are in your career and like where you fall within those four R's and like and listen, like you may do something for free that you think is going to help build a relationship that could lead to a job. And 90% of the time, I think you and I know that it doesn't manifest into that, you know, uh -huh, you just uh -huh. take the L. Yeah. You just take the yeah. L. Like, you know, you can't beat yourself up about it. Like as long as you don't like commit too much of your time and too much of your energy, you know. Right. You have to, you know, think about it. Right. But that's a really good, I mean, that was a good, uh, very valuable thing to share because, you know, right. people are always, people are always trying to figure that out. You're always trying to weigh right. it out. And I think, and especially again, like you said, unfortunately with uh, creative work, for some reason, people always think it's negotiable. It's, it's so, you know what, it's hard because I will say that I and sometimes, or I'm the person on the other side, a lot of times with the project and with my limited, you know, sometimes with the limited budget. And it is really tough because you know what makes it hard? We have, um, we just don't always get the budget that we want, but we have this vision <laughs> that, and we're trying, and we're trying to like, we're trying to bridge that gap. <laughs> How do you deal with that? Because- I honestly like I can't pay attention uh -huh. to any of it like I'm just focused on like what I need to do and for my business for my creativity and I'm like I don't pay attention honestly yeah. because a lot of people that do do that and do claim to be photographers and whatnot like the work isn't good so like I feel like the riffraff weeds itself out and anyone <sighs> that has a respectable eye or like an eye to see good work yeah won't even entertain people who aren't making good work so like I don't right. I don't see it you know yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent I think 
yeah, you, you do, I do believe that you do get what you pay for. And I'm often on that side of it too. You know, I, I do come back to the powers that be and I'm like, look, um, you know, if that's what we're willing to do, then this is what the outcome is, is can, can possibly be. And, you know, I'm, I feel like I've always been an, an I'm very, you know, I, I, uh, I have a lot of artists in my family. So I always lean towards, I, I believe in that, you know, the work right. you put into it is, is, and the skill level, it's gonna, it, it makes a huge difference. Can you imagine the guy with the purse strings at the label, you asking them to come into work on Saturday and Sunday and not getting paid for it? He's not gonna right. get out of right if he's not right. getting paid. Why should yeah. I? Yeah. Why should the photographer do it? Because you're gonna get me like two more likes on my fucking Instagram. <laughs> right. You know, like it's, it's disrespectful. It really, really is. And like, you know, especially now during COVID, I get it. Budgets are tight. They're always fucking tight, you know? Mm -hmm. And I get it, but it's also like, like have some respect for what I do and what I'm really good at, you know? Right. And I feel like there's a lot of lack of that when it comes to anybody that has a talent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's especially like people with a paintbrush or like a mm -hmm. camera or you know maybe even a graphic designer or like whatever it's like yeah it has it, it goes back or it's connected to also the fact that it's just so saturated and people can't discern it's the same thing with music between um what's actually good and just the how crowded it is and and really being able to identify what is considered good good and yeah. good quality you know versus right. like oh what's hot or what's relevant or who everybody likes right now or what's trending you know right. um but I always think you know that the 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 best I still go back to the cream does rise to the top say something to that because I respect that and I get that and I would probably do that too but then there's also a side of me that like feels like underdogs and newcomers to any industry have a hard time getting seen and getting and being given an opportunity because people who are making the final decisions mm. want to it's safe because mm -hmm. you know that like dj aviva like delivers it's on time like the mastering is always insane whatever quality you're looking for you know like there's sometimes like totally. for me even now it's like why would they hire me to shoot the cover of you know uh rolling stone when they've hired or vanity fair where they've hired annie Leibovitz to do it for the past 30 years or like other people who have shot totally. with so it's like it doesn't I get that side of it, but then it doesn't give, I mean, I'm not a newbie, but I'm also, you know, I still, and I'll probably always feel this way, have such a long way to go. And that's how, what keeps me right. humbled, sane and creative in what I do. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a tough um, place. Yeah. It, it's yeah. never black and white. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. What are some of your favorite shoots that you've done that were like a dream come true almost? Um, I don't know. I mean, I was, I had a call with HBO the other day and mm -hmm. like, 
It's so weird. I really gush about my job. And like, to me, it's like every photo shoot is the same. Like, I love them all. They all like, it's like the only time in my life where like, you know, people talk about flow, like being in flow and like you're at your like mm. optimal um, version of yourself. Like you feel the most, you, do you know what I mean? Like alive, yeah. actualized. Yeah. And, and my work really does that for me. And like, it could be the pre-production, the actual photo shoot, the post-production, like I love all of it. And so like, mm -hmm. you know, I would never say that like, you know, photographing Halle Berry over, you know, some kids that play basketball in the Lower East Side is like more exciting for me. I mean, I think like there's definitely like um, an excitement because you're like, oh, it's a celebrity, like, and maybe you may not feel the same way about like going to shoot some kids at a basketball court, like has like uh -huh. a different vibe to it. But I approach them all the same, you know, and they all awaken the same thing inside of me. So like, you know, like I had a call with my agent today and he's like, so, you know, like, what do you want to do more of? And I'm like, I just want to keep shooting. Like, I don't fucking care what it is. Like, wow. every day, like, uh -huh. I, don't I don't know. I, maybe that's like a bad answer, but like, I don't know. No, I'm sure that's actually the answer that, you know, any client really appreciates because it isn't about, you know, like who maybe the person's popularity or their stature, it's really the person themselves. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're all being treated with the same level of, of care, yeah. you know, all getting the same attention. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, you know, like a gentleman that I documented for a nonprofit that was homeless, that was like given an apartment through this nonprofit, like, oh my God, like that was like the greatest assignment of that year. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. where I, it was a video project, but actually I did some stills too, but like, you know, I got to know him and I got to meet someone, you know, in a place where thankfully I never knew someone who was homeless, but I got to know him really well and like you know it was a gift to me it was a gift to like for him to be so open and share his life with me like i don't care you you know like uh selma hayek could like ring my door the next day but she's she's probably not going to like open up to me as much so mm. it's really like right it's right. A, you know just just give me a camera and i'm happy you know right right so you said that you, um, so you've also worked with brands. How do you, is there a difference in how you approach working uh, with brands versus working with like artists and talent? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like um, talent on like the highest level has like, um, there's levels to it, which I'm sure you know, you know, like mm -hmm. some people liked being spoken to directly. Some people don't like some people, you know, uh, you have to like get permission. Some people don't care. Some people, mm. you know, um, want to be greeted with a hello. Some people don't. So with celebrity, you know, it's at their comfort level and like what works mm. for their show and their world. Right. And then when you're shooting for a brand, you know, it's typically a model that doesn't have 
any boundaries. Mm. You know? Right, right, so, right. Right, because it's really about the, the product. Exactly. Right. Doing a product with um, a celebrity, which I don't think I've done, mm -hmm. I'm sure it would be a hybrid of the two. Right, right. Have you ever had uh, creative differences with a client? And if so, how do you handle that? Most of the time, I don't really have creative differences, you know? Mm -hmm. It's because I, I'm very, maybe this is what I should say is that I'm like very clear about my deliverables and like what mm -hmm. everything is going to look like and like what you're going to get. So it's like, you know, Nicole is hiring me to shoot her um, indoors and then a studio setup, And then I'm going to send her like five uh, finals of this and five finals of that. And then she's going to review it. And then we're going to retouch them and so on and so forth. And you approve the creative. And so it's all spelled out so that mm -hmm. like you try to like, and you send the mood board prior to, and you're like, this is the lighting we're going to do. You're going to wear an outfit that matches the background, for example. Um, and so you try to like spell everything out, at least I do prior to, so that there is no miscommunication. Right, right, right. Yeah. Always work. A hundred percent. And I think that that's always super helpful because if people have questions, they can be addressed prior. Have there ever been any jobs that were, um, that you've been approached, um, or asked to do that? you weren't really interested in and that you walked away from and you don't have to be specific but yeah, like, what, yeah. what is it about it that made you want to walk away yeah, this is um a really interesting part of my journey um I have a huge ego when it comes to my work mm -hmm. my dedication and where I think I should be considering all that I've done mm -hmm. and there was a, a a long time where like people would be like oh I'm having this listening party can you come shoot I'm like no <laughs> and I literally was like just like throwing money in the garbage mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that was I don't remember how I came to realizing like you are not better than that like, mm -hmm. what are you doing on like Thursday night? You're not doing nothing. Go make some money. You know, those jobs I turned down a lot for a long time. Mm. And I'm like, because I'm just like, oh, I don't do that. And then, like, I had to have like a realistic conversation with myself that took a long time that other people have tried to have with me that I'm like, you know, there's, one, nothing wrong with doing that type of work. You can make it your own. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, totally. it doesn't have to be typical event photography. Like, you could do all, there's so many different techniques in photography. You can, like, drag the shutter. You can do so much different stuff and make it creative. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, those are the jobs that I was saying no to that I absolutely if I am free and doing nothing, I will absolutely take. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm thinking if I asked you to do that, that like, it wouldn't be the typical, it would be right. Aviva's shooting this listening right. party, you right. know? Right. Yeah. And it's a while to like, realize that like, 
you know, like I said, like you can be creative about it and still make it true to your vision as an artist and not necessarily make it like corporate photos. Right. You know? Or like right. photography. Right. That looks like flashy and like everyone's looks the same. Do you feel that you faced any challenges at uh, being a woman um, in this space? I mean, honestly, probably. I don't know like what a male photographer that does what I do or similar to what I do has gone through. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I do know that it hasn't been easy for me and it's still not easy for me mm -hmm. like at all. You know, like, yes, I've done some amazing photo shoots and worked with amazing people and all this stuff. But like, I still grind like crazy. I'm still always reaching out to people. Like, I'm not like sitting in my house, like, you know, accepting emails and calls coming from everywhere. <laughs> like my mm -hmm. life, is, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so, um, I don't know, maybe for men it's like that. I don't know, but, um, uh, you know. Maybe, still, in maybe in negotiating fees. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I actually took a negotiating class because of how, how quiet my voice is when mm. it was um, in negotiating. I mean, it's, you know, it's all like psychological and like, mm -hmm has so much to do with like how you're raised and all of that stuff, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like my mom probably had the same salary for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So like having a voice that stands up for herself and says, you owe me this cause I do X, Y, and Z. Like, right. I don't know what that looks like. And so for me to have to step up and be that person um, is not easy. And it's, it's easier now that I have an agent, but you know, um, it's always been incredibly difficult. And I think if I was a guy, like I would have no problem being like, yeah, my day rate's $10,000. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that's a whole nother conversation of how women are like socialized to like be small and shrink all the time and people right. please and, um, you know, keep that's everyone true. happy and don't ruffle of feathers and, you know, right. just put your head down and work. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. No, all the above. Yeah. All yeah. the above. Yeah. And how do you think it's been an advantage? The advantage would be that I am, my work is really like sensitive and intimate. And I don't know if that's because I'm a woman, mm -hmm. but maybe that's my advantage. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then um, to build on that, what do you think is your unique quality? I always ask people what they think their quote unquote secret sauce is. What do you think yours is that you bring to your work? Um, I really think it's just like the only thing that I have to offer, which is who I am and like my spirit, my personality, my, it's just who I am. So like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I think that like the people I photograph 
even if they show up nervous as hell, like I'm able to diffuse that like almost instantly, you know, um, because I'm sure of what I do. And also I, you know, I want to like tell them like, you know, no one's ever going to see a bad photo. I promise you we're going to get something great. And I know that we are, you know, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and also I don't know, like, I don't really like have any airs about myself. And like, I just, I mean, I take myself very seriously, like way too seriously, but also like, sometimes I don't. And I'm just like, I try, I don't try, but like, I like to create an environment where people feel like they're just like hanging out, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, there's no pressure and like, we're going to get the job done. So like, let's just have fun, you know? Right, right. So um, actually, you know what I did not, I meant to ask at what point, okay, because I, like I said earlier in this conversation, I had heard your name just, you know, over the years. Um, And then I listened to your interview that you had with my two, yeah, Damien, one of my closest friends and Mohammed. I was like, oh, that's that's a really interesting story, you know, and it just kind of made me even more aware of like you. And I have you to do. give a super, I, like, I don't mean to interrupt, but I have to give a super shout out to Ali Muhammad. Ali, like literally was one of the first people, ugh, I'm going to like tear up about it, but he really saw me. Oh God. He that really sounds saw, like him. And he saw my drive and he, oh my God, I'm sorry he really supported me mm-hmm. and like, I'll never forget him for that. And I honestly, it's like so embarrassing. I haven't seen him in years, but that guy saw me and he saw my hustle and he saw my talent and he was an instrumental figure in like me being where I am today, a hundred percent. Wow. Yeah, sorry to That's... interrupt. Oh no, I mean, those people that see you at certain points in your career, it goes such a long way. It really, really does. Especially like when I was still figuring things out and didn't know so much. Like Mm -hmm. I was just, I just wanted it. I couldn't do it, but I wanted it, you know? Right, right. And it makes sense because he definitely appreciates, you know, he had his magazine hustle. Mm -hmm. So I think he definitely appreciated when he saw that in people. Right you know, at whatever stage you happen to be at, at the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I can't believe I got emotional about that. Aw, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It it does go a long way. Um, but when did, so when did you actually meet them? Did you do anything with Vibe or? Um, I had to have met them during their time at Vibe. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was working with Shanti, so she might've been doing like things with Ali, like Ali would call all the time or Damien would call and I kind of like met them from there. But like, I made so many beautiful relationships from my time at Sony, like, like a real, real family. Like when I went to Sony Urban, Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. prior to that is, you know, some of that too, but, um, it was really just like so many bonds that were so deep. And like, if I saw any of them like tomorrow, you know, um, it was like, we saw each other yesterday. Right. That's, 
Yeah. And they're, and they're such good people. I mean, Damien, we just texted earlier today. I mean, he's literally one of my best friends. I did so, such a good, yeah. I'm looking at HBO Max and they had his show. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh my God. This, and, yes. And the last Same thing happened. Mm -hmm. The last time I texted him, I was in Times Square and I saw a big billboard with his face on it. And yes. I know, I know. <laughs> like a proud, like, mom or something. Right. Just so, like, man, your work really, really, you know. Right. It's such a testament to that. I was yeah. doing the same thing, driving around LA, and I kept taking photos every time I saw the billboard, and I sent it to him. And it was it was just so crazy to just be driving around and see Damien, <laughs> Damien's face. I when I looked up, like, there he is. <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's amazing it's amazing to see your people do what they want to do on such a level that they probably never even dreamt of yeah you know? that's I think another reason that I do this because I'm really inspired by a lot of my a lot of my friends happen to be um you know creatives and entrepreneurs and I think it just it does really inspire me and I've like I always I always say that I'm I'm, I'm motivated by hearing the stories and by hearing the journey, you know? So yeah. that's part of doing this is um, selfishly for myself, but also for other people, <laughs> hoping that they'll get the same thing out of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. how I feel when I read like biographies and, you know, I get, um, cause it's, it's, it's different. It's not, it's, it's a very different way. It, it, there's a different drive behind it, you know, than, than what, would go into like pursuing a more traditional it, career path. Yeah. If yeah. this wasn't a female series, I would love to hear the Damien story about oh about I'm all gonna, of this. I know I might I, I might need to make an exception. <laughs> I would I love might just to. need to yes. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's not gonna be easy to get him to do that, but I might I might make it try to make that happen. Okay. So you've mentioned working with brands, you've mentioned films. So um what are you what what do you have next um are you looking to do more in the film space yeah I mean you know it's like be about it don't talk about it but mm -hmm. you know I've been working on a script for a long time that like I have like one version of which like anyone who's a screenwriter knows that's like it's a great achievement, but it's like you're nowhere near where you where you need to be. Uh -huh. And so, you know, and that's what kept me. Um, there was some normalcy during my quarantine. Was I was taking a, a screenwriting class at SVA uh -huh. on Zoom. Um, yeah, and I finished it. I mean, I'm not happy with it. <laughs> You know, but I've definitely gotten a lot closer to telling the story that I want to tell. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, that's like something that um, I have to get out of my way um, in order to complete. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, you know, I'm just looking to do more advertising work and, um yeah, just like looking forward to telling more stories. Mm -hmm. So as far as some of the brands, I know you've worked with like uh, Jordan and uh, Nike, which falls under Nike, I mean, Jordan and Nike. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, how did you 
move into that space? Like, how did you start taking on those clients? It's really relationships, you know? Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, as much marketing as I do, Nicole, I promise you 99% of the work that I get does not come from my marketing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I don't know why I do it, but I still continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Nike was a friend of a friend, you know, Jordan mm-hmm. was a friend. Okay. okay. I mean, I think that's like how a lot of um, industries, probably all of them, it's about who knows you and who you know and um yeah you know i i've taken so many meetings at so many places with so many people that i would love to work with but mm-hmm. um usually the work comes from people that i know or that mm-hmm. word of mouth which really um which uh, is really important i mean that that goes back to the importance of relationships. Yeah. I and mean, maintaining them, which is a whole other element to this because that is where work often tends to come from. Yeah. It's relationships and, and people who feel that they've had, you know, good experiences with you and and know that you're reliable to work with and, you know, that you're going to deliver. Right, yeah. right. I mean, even so I I kind of skipped this part in my like history recap but mm-hmm. uh, I worked at Parsons the new school in their photography department when I moved back from Puerto Rico I worked there for four years where I actually met my husband but mm-hmm. um that was like the school that I dreamt of going to but couldn't go to but got to go to anyway mm-hmm. and it was there that I learned like hey you know don't be a dick to anybody one because just be a good person. But two, like they said only 1% of your class, whether it was the juniors, freshmen, like they, they always tell this thing. There's only 1% of you guys that's actually going to be a photographer. Everyone else in your class is going to be either, you know, a photo editor, hiring photographers, a creative director somewhere, doing administrative somewhere, you know, a stylist, a makeup artist, like they're not going to be taking pictures. So they are going to be the ones with hiring power. Like once this, your four years here is all said and done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the relationships that I nurtured from that job were all those kids that went to school Mm -hmm. that are now my peers, you know? Not to say that like everything that I've done comes from that group of people, but, you know, it's really important to, and not to like network and like be like very like purposeful and, you know, and I think I had this wrong when I was young too. It's like, I have to go out and network and like, mm-hmm. you know, what, like meet the photo editor and then I'm going to ask her for a job and she should hire me. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think like my hunger for some time came across as like very thirsty, mm-hmm. <laughs> which like I, I learned after some time that like, you know, just calm down, (laughs) you know? Um, um, But yeah, like relationships are everything and like Mm -hmm. up someone's ass too much, but also be urgent about like what you want, you know, like there's 
find between those things. Mm -hmm. There's a thin line. Yeah. But, you know, I think people who start off, you know, as being described as thirsty are hungry, really, you know, and then once you start, like, once you get over that line and you start, people start getting familiar with the work, it's, you know, it, it just, you got to get there and you have to start off with the hunger, you know, yeah. which yeah. some people might want to call thirsty, but whatever it is, it got you where you needed to go. So, yeah, but it also probably like prevented a lot of things coming <laughs> towards me. Cause I'm like, Hey, so what's up with that shoot? Hey, so what's up with that shoot? Hey, so what's up with that shoot? You know? Cause right. I was just, I'm like, I'm trying to pay my rent. Like you said, you liked my work, you know? Right. But, right and that's what's so important about this platform and you like you know sharing my story or like everyone else's is that like hopefully someone younger who's like new like you know maybe learn something about like not being like up someone's ass or like <laughs> hearing that you know like yeah I have anyone being like yo like calm down trust that it will work out or like yeah don't choke don't choke it so hard that like you're preventing all your opportunities from like coming towards you you right. know and like, creating this like nervous ball of energy of like and then right. it's like I don't want to work with you yeah you know who I was for a very long time until like you know I started adulting a little bit <laughs> totally like, work on myself and my awareness about who I am yeah self-awareness it goes a long yeah. way yeah so I feel like that was about to be my next question I was gonna say you know what advice would you have for the next you know the young person out there who's looking at your work and says how do I get there how do I become the next Aviva Klein <laughs> um you know I would just like make sure that like whatever the next Aviva Klein is in your world, whether it's like fashion or photography or finance, whatever it is, like it has to like literally, at least for me, have to be like, I'm obsessed. You have mm -hmm. to be like obsessed with it. Like if you are not sure about this path, then maybe, you know, I don't know, like, don't maybe like try to learn about other, other things that are interesting to you outside of whatever, like I'll just, mm -hmm. obviously I'll use photography as an example, but like mm -hmm. for me, it's, it's always been so clear that like, this is something that I want to do that I need to do mm -hmm. that like keeps me sane, that keeps me happy, that keeps me connected to people, that keeps me you know, um, at play as an adult, mm -hmm. which is like really important, you know, like, you know, I'm like rolling around in the snow on Saturday, like that photo mm -hmm. I sent you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Amazing. You know, I get to just like have a toy in my hand and like roll around in the snow and call it work, right. yeah. you know, and I look forward to more of that. And right. you know, so like anyone who's starting out, it's like, be sure that this is something that you want. And then also reach out to those people, whether it's me or somebody else and reach out to them and keep reaching out to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously 
you know, don't be like obnoxious and annoying. <laughs> yeah. But there's like a fine line, like I said, between hunger and thirst, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, like reach out and let them know that like, this is something you're passionate about and like, you're the person that they want to learn from mm-hmm. and be professional, be on time and, and, you know, just show that this is what you want because no one is going to, you know, turn away someone who's like willing and eager to learn and help you too, you know? Right. right. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Just, just, um, and you know, if you're lucky enough to find a mentor or someone and mm-hmm. also this, like your mentor doesn't even necessarily like have to be in your field. It could just be someone who knows how to get shit done, mm-hmm. you know, like someone that could help you stay on track. They don't even need to be in the same field as you, you know, right. but if you want to be a photographer, like take pictures as much as you can just make work all the time, like all the time. And if your soul isn't wanting to take photos all the time, then maybe it's not for you. Like for me, like, I don't know, my personal journey is like, if I don't shoot for a long time, like I literally get depressed. Like Mm. I don't say, like I said, that dopamine, that flow. And Mm -hmm. then I become, um, what's the word? Um, I'm withdrawn from it. And so I start Mm -hmm. to feel it's weird but it's mm-hmm. like it's part of who I am is like right. I have to like let that creative energy into the world and like yeah 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 um so with that how do you maintain balance do you feel that you have balance in your life is it difficult to I mean, manage? I definitely have balance because there's no work yeah so- for the I mean, we I, have for, forced balance right now, or yeah. we're off balance, if anything. <laughs> I've had yeah. handful of jobs this entire year, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so it's like easy for me to like be at home and take care of home and like. But it it, it actually like maybe has become at least in the last couple of months a little difficult to. Um, show up for my business as much, and maybe because mm-hmm. it's maybe because it's the end of the year but I'm just like I wake up I'm like hmm so what am I doing today uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> what typically yeah. I'm gonna you know email Nicole and this one and that one and share that like I have this editorial come out and like this way they keep me in mind for 2021 uh-huh. um which I haven't been doing as much as I should have but um I feel like I definitely mostly keep a good balance. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah I think it's a, it's been a heavy year. So I'm relating to so much of what you're saying, by the way. I normally don't like, you know, go back and forth like, well, I, this and that. But I just feel like, yeah, what you just said, I think I've had to think of my level of like energy and enthusiasm about things but then I have to go back and be like well it has been a really heavy year and we've never been through this before and there's so much to process and god knows how long it's going to take us to process all of this so Uh yeah (laughs) yeah typically like the type of person who's very hard on myself like Mm -hmm. myself like my results never match my expectation of myself Mm -hmm. 
which is, I guess what keeps me going, but is also like a curse at the same time, because mm-hmm. it's like, when are you going to be satisfied? You know, right. Right. Um, but this time has definitely like allowed me to like not do that for mm-hmm. at least half the year. I try to keep my balance. I, I've been trying to, you know, be, be the best version of myself. Yeah. So do you feel that that's something that emerged from the pandemic, this period of time that we're quarantining and just have kind of more force to spend time with ourselves and our, our thoughts, our loved ones? Yeah. I think that in retrospect, like looking back, like I feel like the pandemic maybe gave me space to not put so much pressure on myself Mm -hmm. down. Like I don't have to be shooting Beyonce every day for like the (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the gift for me is like not expecting myself to deliver as hard as I expect myself to because I really do, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? Some people are just like, not like that and I'm like, super envious because I'm like wow you're like so chill and you haven't like you know because like, like, photographers we have like good seasons and bad seasons like sometimes you can you know make have like three jobs that are like 30 grand and then like you know you don't work for two months and you're like uh-huh. you know uh-huh. it's like or you could have you know seven jobs that are like two thousand dollars or whatever the case is you know yeah but, yeah yeah. Um, yeah. Freelance life is interesting. Right. But right. It really yeah. is. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm, I've chilled out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what do you yeah. feel about the coming year? Do you have any projects or kind of like goals or certain things or even, you know, whether it's uh, career related or personal related that you want to accomplish? Um. I don't know. I really like <laughs> everyone's always like, so what's next? So what's next? <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying to deal with the now, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, you know, obviously I want to be working more. I always want to be working more. Like I want to get my script to a place that like, I feel good about it and, you know, see what can come out of that or just even for myself, even if I don't do anything with it, just to get it at a place where like, I feel that I can tell my story or this story in a, in an impactful way, you know, mm-hmm, that like, mm-hmm. just for me, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe in 2022, I could think about maybe doing something with it. But for me, like, you know, it's, um, it's a story that I've wanted to tell for way too long. And I'm so happy that I've gotten to where I am now where mm-hmm. like I have like a shitty version of it but you know mm-hmm. it needs a lot of TLC. So I see that you participated in exhibits in the past do you see doing more of that like maybe having your own shows and so um I don't know I mean obviously like people aren't getting together in groups these days so I don't know about that I'm mm-hmm. I am in talks with someone to um 
be a part of some upcoming projects that I might have some images in for like a group show, uh -huh. um, which is exciting. Um, but um, nothing in writing. And then also I would like to have, like I had a, a solo show that I did on my own with amazing people who contributed to my Kickstarter like 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Um, so it would be in really interesting for me, I guess when the time is right to maybe do that again, like 10 years mm -hmm. later. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, just like where my work well, has evolved. Since. Yeah, that's the thing also. I, I feel like there can be so many iterations of right. what you do between shows and like books you know, um, in the future. I'm, I'm learning a lot, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I'm on the other side of it where I'm like hiring and I'm looking at the show. You know, I'm always telling my boyfriend I'm a photographer, of course, because I have my iPhone ready for photos all the time. There's great joy being the resident family photographer. Don't, oh. don't yeah. Yeah, I mean, they appreciate it after. I always Absolutely. want to take the photos and they're always complaining, right. but I'm like, oh, but you want the photo now, right? Uh -huh. And you look great on your Instagram. Your Instagram is popping, right? Right. Thanks to <laughs> that, me. That right? was me. That was me. <laughs> no, thank you so much. This has been great. I think labels and whoever's at the helm of these budgets like need to open their wallets a little, a little wider and yeah. not give creative projects like such small like especially now it's like oh well you can just get like your cousin to take the pictures you can this and that and it's like and that's what i was gonna say no, and i think that's pay. right and that's something else to touch on like how do we feel about like how do you feel about you know we're in an age right now where so many people kind of declare themselves to be whatever it is that they consider they deem themselves to be right. based on however they update their bios and their instagram they're like, right. oh, I'm a creative director. Oh, I'm a stylist. I'm this, I'm that. And, you know, and I'm same thing. I'm a photographer now. So, I mean, that ne doesn't necessarily help 